I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens between it. So you gave your mom a set of phone numbers with the instructions to start trying to call around and solve some of her own problems with regards to health care and insurance and welfare and such. Yes, I did that when we were going out of town last time because her insurance, her prescription insurance was not paying for anything. It's prescription insurance. That's what it's there for. Well, yeah. And her income is, you know, old people pension type income. Right. So without the... Other healthcare benefits that typically tip <clears throat> that usually go with things like <laughs> the word pension. Yeah, well, I should say retirement. Yes. So how's that going so far? Well, that that wasn't a problem because she did call some places while I was gone, mm-hmm. and she solved some of the problems. And you know, in the past. I hadn't given her as many things to do because she was in more of a process of grief than she realized. And so I'd give her something to do and it would be 10 times harder for me. But we were going out of town. There was no harm in her trying to call and solve problems. Mm -hmm. And they were calling Social Security and the insurance companies and trying to determine what was going on and, and what resources she could find to remedy the expensive issue we were having. Yes. So she found, I have to write the number really big for her, like two inches tall with a thick marker, and she can use a magnifying glass to read it, Mm -hmm. and then she calls them. Yeah. And typically this is better because there's more empathy for her and her old lady voice than there is for me. I mean, people are very helpful when they realize I'm calling for my mother, Mm -hmm. but dealing with her, they, they can hear her voice and... You realize that she really needs their help verbally, out loud, over the phone, because she cannot read anything. Right. They, they don't print anything that size, and they do make some discs, but it takes a long time to get them. And when you're doing this type of thing, you need to be able to have a short list, which is something you can keep at the top of your brain. Yeah. Or interact with, with that person on the phone. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, she found a different prescription insurance option. And then we had to apply for a program that's through a senior program in our area. And once you sign up for it, then you qualify to, you, you qualify by income. And that having signed up for something new is typically what allows somebody to change their insurance. Now, she could probably could have changed it anyway because she got rejected from the state health insurance. I think that's also a QLE qualifying life event. Yes, that thing. We didn't know what to change it to, but these people at the senior resources knew what to do. Because they are the senior resources. Well, yeah. And initially, this wouldn't have sounded like the best plan because it's $25 more a month Mm -hmm. than what she was paying before. But in last year, well, last year, we changed to the $40 plan after having a $0 plan that was covering everything. They stopped having it in our area. There's, there's a lot of insurance choices in senior health care. And then, of course, on top of it with our Affordable Health Care Acts, there's so many insurance companies, it's hard to keep track of which branch is whose and et cetera. And, and a lot of the companies do have several branches of different programs. So trying to sort them out is a big problem. Yeah, It can be, but she was able to, with her own 
initiative find the right people to get it all sorted out or to have someone help her or do for her to get it sorted out. Right. And then she likes to run it by me because I'm the one who's been juggling these things for a little bit and understands. And because women of her generation need a man to tell them that it's okay. It's not her style. No. But. But it's what she has fallen into and what she had gotten used to with her late husband and now you just seem to have taken over? Yes. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, me too. But some of the folks I end up talking to say, well, I'm really glad she has you because a lot of people don't have anyone and so forth. So there's the good part. Yeah. So then we had to go through the process of filling all these things out and getting them where they needed to be, which is my department. Yeah, and that was taking up a lot of the time that you should have been getting work done at work, but... Well, right before that, it was taking up a lot of time trying to reapply to the state program because you have to. Right. And if you don't qualify, then, you know. There's a process. There's a process. That took up a lot of time. This didn't take up too much time just filling out a few things and faxing in places, but then finding out they didn't get faxed and received and that kind of stuff. So then once we got her signed up, to the senior program and got her qualified to change her insurance to something else. We changed it and it started at the beginning of March. Mm-hmm. And then we had to hurry up and fill some prescriptions. Mm-hmm. And they also have a mail order program, but all of these things in the new plan are three-month prescriptions, 90-day prescriptions. Yes. So if we filled them at the local pharmacy then we weren't going to be able to fill those ones through the mail order. Right. And that made sense to me, and it didn't seem like a big deal until yesterday. But it it wasn't that simple, because getting the prescriptions from the old pharmacy to the new pharmacy, you just bring the empty containers there or the things with the labels to the new pharmacy. That's usually one option. Mm-hmm. Okay, they couldn't do that because the prescription boxes I had were not active prescriptions, meaning... They had expired. Mm. And the old pharmacy, the doctor's office had, we, we still say faxed, but usually it's electronic. They had electronic sent these refill, you know, reinstated prescriptions to the old pharmacy because that's where they would have gotten filled. But then when we found out how much it was going to be, we didn't fill them. When the new pharmacy calls the old pharmacy, they have them send the active prescriptions they don't have it because that you chose not to have it filled there. They should have still had it in their computer, but they decidedly did not, which was a pain in my ass. Yeah. Because I had to try to call the doctor's office and get them to send it to the new pharmacy. Right. And I, you know, these people that are managing the doctor's stuff... The outgoing voicemails for prescription stuff usually says, give us 48 hours to get back to you. So they have leeway of how long they have to get back to you. Right. And if it's a prescription, they don't even have to get back to you as fast as that. Mm -hmm. But they will if it's something like insulin or heart medicine. They usually will try to for older patients. Right. But... The new pharmacy wasn't receiving something from the doctor, and the doctor's MA hadn't called me, and usually they call me if if they've done it, just to check, is this right? Am I sending it to the right place? Is this the things we need? Nobody called. So finally, I went over to her doctor's office, 
And I told them what I needed. And that person at the desk went in the computer and was like, well, I don't see them here. And I'm like, for Christ's sake, does anybody like do do it the first time? Mm-mm. No. So then she had to go get get the MA or AMA who was in charge of or could access that file and get me a copy of it. So then I could drive it to the pharmacy. Now, the people at the pharmacy were really super nice. The person at the desk was like, okay, well, here's what we do. And then I'd go do it. And then I'd come back. And when I finally came back with the prescription, she was like, you're back. And I'm like, ta-da. And I hold up the paper. <laughs> <You know? laughs> she's like, excellent. Yay. You know, she's, she's being very helpful. She's like, okay, hang on. Let me make sure I have this here. And I'm like, I hope so. <laughs> so they did. And so that took all week. Mm. All week. Mm-hmm. Wasn't intended to take more than 10 minutes. No. No, but it took all week. Like at least an hour out of each day. So it would have taken more time and energy if you were still getting all of the details managed, but it's still not terribly efficient. Well, you know, I, I thought I was more off the hook than I was. I thought, okay, we've got new insurance, and I just give them the prescriptions, and they start mailing them to her, and this is great. <laughs> and then I ran around all week chasing after this one prescription. Hopefully, we're getting things set up now that'll start to be self-perpetuating. Well, that's the idea. But what she said yesterday, <laughs> when you and I went there, which I don't think you picked up on because you don't, you don't understand how this works until I sit down and tell you with this microphone in front of us. But Well, I was what, also only there for half of your conversation because I was going across the store to pick up my DVD rental. Oh, wait, no. That was when you were talking to your mom, you mean? Yes. Never mind. I thought you were talking about when you had the conversation with the pharmacist. Continue. Okay. She said that when she talked to the mail order pharmacy, they said they want to mail them all at once. And I said, well, that's not convenient for your medication needs. <laughs> you need some now and you don't need some now. What do we do about that? And she said, well, they don't have the ones from the endocrinologist. Now, these are the ones I fucking spent a whole week running after to get to the new pharmacy. So they are places when I went in the computer and looked at, I had to create a online account at her new pharmacy online so that I could put a credit card in right? so that her stuff could be mailed. So when I went in there, I checked the, the ones that she should get filled mm-hmm. and I didn't check on purpose, I didn't check this stuff from the endocrinologist. Right. At least not the insulin, because we had just filled it. Right. But it was in there. What nobody seems to be able to find is her test strips. <sighs> right. The easiest thing to do would be for me to drive over to her doctor's office <laughs> again. <laughs> because why should I do anything else than just do, you know do the thing I'm going to end up doing in the end anyway? And she's going to run out of them before they can mail order them to her. And they're, they're more expensive if you get them at the local pharmacy. They are. Each prescription is about 15 to $20 or more expensive unless you get it through the mail order because they want you to use the mail order. Right. This is their incentive. Mm-hmm. So she's telling me they want to mail these all at once and et cetera. I said, look, you need to call your doctor's office and track down 
the test strips prescription and have them electronically send it just like they did when we were sitting at the cardiologist. He went in his computer. He looked at your prescription coverage. He put it in there. Yeah. And it went And somewhere. that's what happens with, with uh, number one's most recent psych appointment. The doctor, instead of giving us a little slip of paper, he said, oh, so is it this medicine and this is the way that we've changed the dosage? Okay, we'll send it to the pharmacy. And there was no slip of paper. I just got a text message an hour later saying your refill is ready. Unfortunately, sending it to a place across town that I had to go drive to. But. You did. Because you're the man and you go do all this stuff now. <laughs> Actually, because you kind of drive all over town anyway, and so it was just more convenient. Yeah, and, and I do this pharmacy run constantly, so... You do, you um, do. If, if you weren't going to be on that side of town, as a matter of course, I would have gone and picked it up. Yeah, because you're like that. Yes. So, I, since she has the phone numbers at this point, what I did was I made her this nice phone book out of a binder, printing all the numbers, two inches high, really thick the doctor's name and their phone number, and I put it in a protective plastic cover. So she can't spill stuff on it. <laughs> and I put it all in a binder so that she could quit losing the numbers. There you go. And I gave it to her and I said, here's your doctor's, here's your, your insurance company, your medical insurance, your prescription insurance, here's your member numbers, go at it. And she does these things like, I remember thinking this when her husband was alive, where the less you have to do, the more it seems like you have to do. And the more you have to do, you're just so busy running around doing it that... It doesn't feel like a lot to do because it just feels like here's the next thing and here's the next thing. Right. Because when we were doing this whole in insurance change, I also found her a company that does transportation to medical appointments. Yes. That she could use, just like she uses the shuttle and other things. So she called them, and she scheduled them to take her somewhere, one of the appointments we had to go to. And then she called me and said, it's going to take them all these hours to do it because they have to pick me up an hour and a half early, drop me off, you know. Mm-hmm. And then... Basically, they have to fit her into their pre-existing schedule of other clients, which does not exactly fit her appointments. Well, it fits, it, it fits her appointments, but it doesn't fit her insulin needs well and her need to eat before she takes her insulin or after, whatever it is. But right. It, so, a, she, they can get her to her appointments, but it's not convenient for her schedule because she is not their only client. Well, the problem is that it was morning. If she schedules an appointment to the doctor in the afternoon, it's not a problem for her to get on their shuttle and go all over the place with them. And she likes driving around. Riding around is fine. She thinks that's fine. Sitting somewhere else for, you know, 45 minutes or an hour or whatever is not a problem either. It's a different place to sit and watch people, what she can see of them. <laughs> but it was the meal and insulin schedule that was going to get more than questionably compromised. So I said, well, don't go the first time. Schedule them when you are scheduling out farther and you can schedule an afternoon time to see a doctor and I'll take you like I was planning to. Right. This was an eye doctor, now that I think of it. Mm -hmm. And so she called them back, but they didn't answer because now it's afternoon and they're 
out and about, they don't answer as much in the afternoon. I right. said, she tried to call him a whole bunch of times, and then she called me and said, I tried to call him all these times. And, and, and so I said, call them back in the morning like we did this morning, because they answer first thing in the morning, and tell them that you're going to cancel that one, so that they're not planning to come and get you, and they could fit somebody else in. Right. And then the next day... I went over to drop something off, and I said, did you call them? And she said, no, and I was ready to pull my hair out because all you have to do is make a phone call. And she didn't feel like doing it right then. She was going to do it after she went to the store. She goes to the store on the shuttle at 10 o'clock. She, You're supposed she, to call the people at 8 or 8.30 in the morning. <sighs> so I was aggravated with that. But I thought, well, it is what it is. She's going to have to deal with them. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, the day after that, they called her and said, hey, we are checking in with you that we are picking you up at this time. And she said, no, 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 I'm not going to go this time. I'm, I'm going to plan ahead better next time. Thank you. Or at least that's going to be my version. <laughs> I'm sure it was nothing like that. Yes. So the other times when I say she calls me and says, well, like, so I'm at work this week and she calls and says, she comes back from the store, and she calls me. My, my work wife is, is going to spit over there. She's trying not to fall over her chair <laughs> laughing. Uh, hi, Mom. Hi, George. Did um, she actually say, hi, George? She, no, I don't know what she said. <laughs> Usually she just jumps into it, which is what other thing that makes my work, work wife laugh so hard. Because last week it was, when are you coming to get these muffins? And, and that's, Hi, Mom. <laughs> when are you coming? No, not hi, George. No, hi, how's your day? No. Right. No. Yeah. And so that was the joke last week with my work wife is, did you go get the muffins? <laughs> <laughs> so. The kids liked the muffins. They did. They enjoyed them. You answered the phone at work and she said. And she said, the pharmacy company called me and left me a message. Do you know what they want? <laughs> <laughs> do Do I look like the pharmacy company? And what I, did the message I usually say that say, they wanted? I usually say it back to her because sometimes what she's saying to me is not what she thinks she means to be saying to me. Or I'm saying it back to her in disbelief that she's saying this to me. <laughs> and so I say it. And my work wife is looking over there like, oh boy. <laughs> and I say, say it back. And I say, no, mom, I don't know what they, call them back and ask them what they want. Now, now she's ready to spit. She's falling out of her chair laughing. <laughs> Okay, so call them back and see what they want. I gave you the number, but you can check if they gave you the same number. Okay, she calls them back. Did she, did she listen to the message and write down the number, she, or did she use the same? Was it she did? Because I think she wasn't sure if so, it was really the same thing or not. Right. And so then she calls me back a few minutes later and says. I called them back, but there's all these buttons to push, and I don't know all the answers. I know my birthday, but I don't know all the other stuff. And, <laughs> and I say, okay, look, call them back again and either press zero for an operator or listen to the choices and press the one that gets you to a person. And she says, oh, okay. So then she hangs up and she calls them back. Okay. And then... She called me back two more times. I don't even remember. It was something about the prescriptions, which ones were there, which ones weren't, mm -hmm. you know. And She was semi-confused and semi, she wanted it fixed, but she didn't really want to do it. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, you have to call them back and tell them this. And so the last time she called. You were at work in the middle of an uninterruptible situation. Yes. So it went to my voicemail. However, I was being interrupted regardless. And while you're in this uninterruptible situation, I am leaving work to go to the store and then head home and get number three child from the school and take her home and relieve the babysitter who is supposed to be helping number two child do his homework while they wait for adults to get there because he can't go to the kids club anymore. And these are all things that we've talked about before, but I get a phone call with a 28 second long blank voicemail. And after 28 seconds, it just goes click. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of the voicemail. Right. And the number it's calling from is our number two and three children's school. Mm-hmm. And so as soon as I have the option to do so, I start to try and call them back. But then I get a text from you. Yes. Because while I was in my uninterruptible situation, I was being interrupted. Not only by my mother's calls, but the school was calling and they called three times. And by the third time, I I hadn't looked at the blank voicemails, which probably were blank. I didn't know it. But the third time they were calling, I thought, this is a school and they're calling three times in a row. I have to answer. And I've often told people, you know, and and people know I have kids. And if the school's calling, I may have to answer the phone. Mm -hmm. Even in a situation when I would not normally get up and go answer the phone. Right. So I answer the phone. And it's the office lady who's... Basically the boss of the school. Yeah. She's, she's, she's in charge of things. That's how the office ladies work. Yeah, she's awesome, though. I love yeah. her. So she's... Uh, the, the head secretary. Yeah. And she calls and I say, oh, hi. You know, her and I talk frequently. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, she says, um, I have your son here and he missed the bus. He missed the bus to come home. And she says it with that tone of voice like... So come and get him, (laughs) right? And I say, okay, I will find out who can come and get him right now and send them on their way. And she says, okay. And I call her back and I said, I have a blank voicemail here, but it's from your number. So I'm guessing it was probably one of the kids trying to call me. And she says, yes, we, we have a boy here, but I got a hold of George and he's trying to find someone to come get him. And I'm you. thinking, that's supposed to be me. <laughs> did you tell her that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Good. And so I did. I went and I got him and I... I, I sent a text to you and the sitter because earlier in the week, she had sent me a message also in the afternoon in a less uninterruptible situation, but supposedly I'm trying to work and said, hey, he didn't get off the bus. And I'm like... Oh, you're on a learning curve because when he doesn't get off the bus, you get on the bus and you say, where is he? Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Yeah. You don't, you don't let him out of your sight, man. That's not why we hired you. Nope. <laughs> Find him. Find him. <laughs> yep. So she had texted that and I had texted you and then she had texted right away back. Oh, never mind. The bus came right back with him. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to keep him. <laughs> They're not taking him with. He's not going for another ride. He's still, he was still on the bus though. So I get the sense that over the past couple of weeks, he's been kind of in very small ways testing the boundaries around this riding the bus thing. You know, it's hard to tell. Was he, 
was he being funny and he was hiding is my guess. He thought he was being funny and hiding. And then he realized nobody noticed and he thought he better tell the bus driver or something like that. That's my guess. I really don't know what happened. I didn't ask. I don't think mm-hmm. the bus driver cares enough to bother. It's also entirely possible that he had gotten distracted by a conversation and not noticed that it was his stop or... Yeah. And like I said, she doesn't know enough to step right on the bus and find him. Yeah. <laughs> she does now. She does. <laughs> but at this point, he had completely not even gotten on the bus to come home, which he says is because... Because he was having a discussion with his teacher. Yeah, and she doesn't realize he needs the bus, and he was trying to tell her that. That's his take on the situation anyway. Well, and that's fine. I mean, he should be telling her. Yes. Even if it's not what was happening, he knows he should be telling her, I need to catch the bus. And he didn't used to, so she might not know that. Right. And I will send that to an email answering that and all the other things that are going on this week. So I go and I pick him up, and he first thing he asks me is, am I going home to the sitter? Yes. And I say, no, the sitter is there to help you with homework until an adult, one of your parents is there to take over. But here's an adult to take over. So you're stuck with me. You're you're stuck with me. And we are going to go to the store and get the last of the things for dinner tonight. And then we are going to go home and I will make dinner while you do your homework. And he just starts melting down. And at this point, I'm thinking he's melting down because he doesn't get to play with his sitter, who usually takes him to the park when they're done with homework, and they like to hang out and play. And And he likes to go to the park, and the rest of us are like, hell no, it's windy, and we're not going to the park. And she's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So, at first, I'm thinking he's just having a meltdown over, you know, change in plans, and he's not good with transitions on occasion. He just gets stuck in his brainstem over the transition of it. And turns out, no, he doesn't want to go to the store. Right. And he is in the office having a crying, screaming meltdown. I'm not going with you. I'm not going to the store. And you sent me a text. And I did, just mostly to let him know that you knew what was going on. Because occasionally bringing you in as backup is enough motivation for him to... Calm down. Calm down and follow directions. Because otherwise, Dad will have more enforcement later. Well, and he does have more of an interest in... Doing it my way. As far as he's concerned, your way is typically wrong, even if it's what he wanted. (laughs) It's true. Yeah. And so at that point, I was not interested in trying to reason with him through this. You're just trying to go to the store for food. I just want my turkey and my bacon so I can make my bacon-wrapped turkey to go with the potatoes and green beans that I have at home. Yes. It was good bacon-wrapped turkey. Yes, it was. It was. (laughs) But the... mm, So there we are having a major meltdown at the school. Meanwhile, you're dealing with phone calls in this uninterruptible situation from the school and from your mother. And what did you end up doing about the phone calls? I sent my sister a message as soon as I was done with my meeting that wasn't supposed to be interrupted (laughs) (laughs) and was not, yeah, whatever, and said, can you please call mom and deal with her prescriptions? Because I cannot fix everything for her, especially right now. I am trying to work. And the school is calling me and has a boy in their office who missed the bus and has poopy pants. He did poop himself while he was busy having a fuss fit over me picking him up and taking him to the store. He does that occasionally when he's having a temper fit. I think he clenches up and out it goes. I think that is what happens. But So I I said that to her and and my plan is to go down and visit her with the boy during spring break. So so her reply was, LOL, you, you need me to make you a drink. 
but yeah, I'll call her right now. <laughs> and I was like, good, thank you. That's great. And I got on the road and I came over to the house where all the festivities were. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because by that point I had gotten him home and he was doing homework and then no, it was... He took a shower and then he did homework. Oh, yes. He did need to take a shower first because... Yes. That's, anyway. Yeah, that needs to happen. <laughs> it does. It does. <sighs> so... Which is nice to do, you know, that to get it over with because once he has had that fit and needs a shower, he's worn himself out a bit and would be too tired to take one later. He really would. And so he does need to get self-care out of the way first before anything else. Otherwise, it's going to become a problem. Well, and it needs to be taken care of immediately for that mm-hmm. reason of hygiene and yeah, personal health. But um, but he was mm-hmm. really, he was really tired because he it's was. tiring to throw fits. Apparently, you know that's my observation. It is. I haven't tried it. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! (laughs) Sorry, yes, I did need to see the knobs. You need to see the other knobs. Yes. Okay, I'm going to start over again. I just did. Oh, okay, you you didn't need quiet again? I will need quiet again. You didn't say that. No, I didn't. I was just waiting. <laughs> and the wind is not cooperating. It's, it's not us going. Quiet. It's no, not I know. going to give us quiet. I know. And all the life that happens between it. Like parenting. Like wind. Like caring for elderly parents. Like wind. <laughs> like misadventures. Yeah, those topics go under that category. (laughs) They do. (laughs) So, you gave your mom...